One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lou Cohen, D A D. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Dickie Davis. How the devil are you? You just had a little burst of energy. We we literally just finished another podcast, and I felt like well, you know we're just getting a little bit tired. And boom, new new podcast, new Luke. Well, yeah, and it's because I know people are watching and uh, people are listening, and they are expecting a certain me to show up. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of guy, Ollie, that, you know, when we're in the office together, I might just, I may be a bit quiet. I may just sort of sit in the, the corner of the office because I I've got one of the corner seats a little bit. Got my headphones on, you know, and I'm just tipping tapping away on my keyboard. Tippity tappity. As soon as you put me in front of a camera with a microphone, then I'm like, hey, hey, hey what's <laughs> going on, guys? I'm full of energy now. It's because I'm saving oh. all of my energy there. See, You're storing it up. See, someone like an Andy tuckers himself out because he wants to be part of like office chat. So he'll go around every single person for office bands. And then when you put him in front of camera, he's just like, oh, I'm knackered now. Mm. I haven't got anything to give. Have we brought up the fact that Andy told us he is sometimes too scared to go to the toilet? <laughs> No, we haven't, because I've not heard this. Have you not heard this? <laughs> this is while I was away. <laughs> it must have been. Me, Adam, Pete, Terry, I think, are in the office. And Andy, you know, we're having we're having fun, we're chatting. And Andy goes, oh, this is, this is nice to be back. And it was, you know, we spent so long working from home. And he said, you know... Sometimes I'm I'm scared to go to the toilet because I don't want to miss out on any of the conversation because it might be something I'm interested in. The FOMO is so strong. I feel like Andy's. I mean, I don't think he actually means that. Although, like, this must be terrible for him because he's at home with COVID. I mean, he, is he can't the, come to the Christmas party. He is the most active person in the WhatsApp group currently um, because he can't come to the office at the moment. Yeah. Um, but like that sounds very much like Andy, really, mm. because one of the things I think is tremendous about uh, Andy Danson is that no matter what conversation is going on, he can find a way to be a part of it and move it into something he does want to talk about. Well, usually he just starts a conversation thread from three conversations ago. Yeah. 
and starts talking about that. But he does it seamlessly, though. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's an impressive skill to yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, what have you got planned for this weekend? Friendmas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are, I are have. You Secret Santa? No. No, because this is the, like my group of friends, we don't go for meals and we don't often invite girlfriends along. You know, you've seen us. We're alpha males. Oh, it's that group of my of school friends. friends. It's your school friends, I see. And we, you know, they one should of, know better. One of us got married uh, back in November last month. It feels like a long time ago. You were the master of ceremonies. I was, and it was a really nice time. And right after that, on the momentum, I was like, "I'm going to book a Christmas dinner for everyone and their girlfriends, and we're going to have a nice grown-up day that will then degenerate into bowling." karaoke and the arcades. Rowan's is a fantastic place. It's in Finsbury Park. It has all those things in the same building. And yeah, I booked uh, I booked an area of a brewery near us. Going to have a big Christmas dinner. Prosecco is on the table when you arrive. Amazing. I forked out the extra. But like that level of organization and getting people to fill in their what they want, that's too much. So I wasn't going to say also Secret Santa. Got to, got to drip feed this in, I think. But yeah, that's my Saturday plans. How did you find the office Secret Santa? Actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to save that because we're going into the main show itself. Right. We'll, we'll save that chat for the, the outro portion of this show because um, I'm very curious about this. So let's get into the show. AEW found their own bizarro world and it's called Long Island, New York. Here is the show. CM Punk just got booed in AEW. No, he hasn't turned heel because AEW did the stunning feat last night of turning you people heel. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lou Goen, D-A-D, and J-T-J, your Jam That Champion. This episode is sponsored by us. Sponsor Cam is up. Sponsor Cam is ready. Sponsor Cam is here. Tell us all about it. WrestleShop.com, guys. That's where you can get all your best Wrestle Talk merchandise. Go over there now, quick, because I think you haven't got much long left before. If anything you order now, might not arrive before Christmas, unless you do it now. So yeah. do that. Uh, All the details are on the website. And uh, thanks, Geology, because I forgot to take their uh, logo off the sponsor camp. Geology's also there because they're fantastic, but they're not technically sponsoring this episode. (laughs) AEW Dynamite. One of the most fun episodes of wrestling TV in my lifetime. This episode was a blast. Uh, Four out of five. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes same same for me i, I had an absolute blast with this and what i loved about this and you know we've kind of titled the video this way as well they even said this on commentary we've entered bizarro world now that's kind of like a it's a bit of wwe terminology it's what wwe used to say about canada or the uk basically places where fans booed the baby faces and cheered their heels and so you'd have Jerry Lawler on commentary be like, we've just done a bizarro world, JR. And then be like, oh, Michael Cobb be like, these fans aren't like your typical WWE fans. They're, they're booing John Cena, which is totally out of the norm uh, here for WWE. And AEW had that this week in Long Island, New York. I said this to you earlier. Can you believe this was the same building that Raw ran two weeks ago? 
This is a, effectively the same audience that could have been there. The one that the episode of Raw where it was like, ooh, they're piping in that crowd noise there. Hard they were piping in. The one with in. the Edge Miz segment. And, you know, even that, which was very well worked and, and spoken. Oh, God, it was, it was like, not a good crowd reaction. Where Edge said, you know, like, your friend got fired while you were dancing with the stars. Crickets. Mm. Like, no one cared. And yet here, this crowd booed CM Punk and cheered MJF like he was about to beat Kenny Omega for the world title. I am stunned by this because I guess the only other time this has been done this well was the Bret Hart storyline. In WWF, see, they are capable of good things, back in the mid-90s, where Bret Hart was a heel inside America because he was Team Canada. What was, the, what was the thing? The Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation. Team Canada. Team you know, Canada. That, uh, that TNA uh, yeah. faction. With yes, Kini that's Williams. what I'm thinking of. He was Robert Bobby Roode. Hey, hey Big A1. He could, been, he could have been part of the Heart Foundation. I am not the first person to confuse Team Canada and the Heart Foundation. <laughs> Nor will I be the last. So back then, Bret Hart booed as a he- as an evil foreign heel. Because everywhere's better than the United States. You're all fatos. Yeah, he would cut promos to be like, America's the worst, and I don't like being here. I don't like being your WWF champion. That's Taz. I, no, Taz would be more like this. Taz would be more like what the, the New York. I know your WWF There's champion. a little bit There's of a difference. Of I've got three voices. Um, and so you get these promos on the fans, and then you go to Canada, and you treated like this hero. Absolute god amongst men. And yeah, that it's happened with like actually, CM Punk isn't you know he is treated like a god within Chicago. People love him elsewhere, but in Chicago, it's something completely different. But yeah, so that instance in the nineties, I I was too young to really experience that. So this really in 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 my lifetime is the only example of of, of that working. So it's. I'm still quite taken aback, don't know what to make of it. I certainly know I liked it and enjoyed it, but I haven't quite figured out all the moving parts because AEW as a promotion is the babyface. CM Punk is the babyface. Yet they run Long Island and the crowd in Long Island boos CM Punk Cheers the heel MJF like he is 100% babyface, despite doing in the ensuing match the most stereotypically 101 heel, heel tactics. Yeah. Cheap heel tactics. All the better for it. Yet me as a viewer at home is not going like, oh man, they're booing punk. Like, oh, he's, he's turned heel. Or, oh, it's all over. You know, like how Cody is. When you watch Cody, it's quite confusing. I imagine if you're not up to speed with everything. But what they did here was the crowd was just as obnoxious as MJF, so I think even a cold viewer going into this would recognise that the crowd are a heel, and MJF is a heel, and everything else works around that without undermining crowd reactions elsewhere. This was a masterpiece. I think, and I... I would probably wager that Tony Khan is already calling the UBS Arena or was having conversation with the UBS Arena about when they can come back and do another show there. Because surely, when you got this reaction for MJF, you want to make this, not a regular occurrence, because you don't want to burn the area out, but certainly like an annual trip, biannual trip to the UBS Arena in Long Island, New York, 
And the next time you do this show and you go in knowing now what to expect. Last week, people said to us, do you think MJF's going to get cheered in Long Island? I was like, no. Yeah. Because MJF doesn't get cheered anywhere because we all know he's the baddie. And we're, we're fans that play along. So we boo him being the baddie. I did. I was taken up. I was blindsided by this. Completely, I was. I don't know if AEW particularly were. I think that. I think it was very much a plan. That seeing the segments they ran with, uh, the the voiceover package for MJF. This was but definitely think, a gamble, it was, and it paid off. I think it was designed. Well, yeah, maybe you're right because I still felt like it was designed to get him booed. Because he even went down and beat up Dante Martin after the Diamond Battle like Battle Royal type thing. I think. And it's I all... think CM Punk got into the ring and was like, "Oh, I'm not cutting the promo. I was planning on cutting." I'm going to switch it up and be like, by the way, hockey, your hockey team sucks. Nah, um, no, I think it was all planned. And I think that's even more amazing. So, I, yeah, but, I mean, the point I was going to make was when you go there next year and you you can build a show around this. Yeah. The return to Long Island, <laughs> the return, like MJF's second homecoming. It fires on so many cylinders. Great TV, great crowd. And yet it makes MJF feel so big time yeah. that he has this arena of people there ready to cheer him despite being a dastardly dickhead everywhere else so let's just say what happened the the, the show started mjf's music monster baby face reaction i'm like oh wow like yeah of course it's long island okay and cm punk walks out it was this is genius did you ever did you ever think of this happening nope. 100% not every single person got worked by this. But it's so obvious. I, exactly, <laughs> but we didn't see it. We could not see the wood for the trees because every since CM Punk was basically AEW confirmed, everyone said, oh man, MJF should come out to cult of personality and troll the audience. So we've been so fixated on that. Never did we think, what if they did it the other way around? Oh. What if Punk <laughs> comes out to MJF's music and we all got played by it? It was... When he came out and that smile on his face, and the crowd, once the crowd realized that Boone, I was like, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have such a fun time. And it's such, I mean, for the story, I didn't, haven't even thought about the implications for the overall story about Punk becoming what he hated, John Cena's character back in 2011. Him walking into someone's hometown and getting booed? Punk, in this scenario, MJF can say next week, you were Cena in Money in the Bank 2011 in yeah. Chicago. But yeah, Punk comes out. And I, you think this wasn't the total plan. I, I think it was. I might be completely wrong on yeah. this. I just felt like when Punk got in there, he was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play into this. Regardless, I don't think he knew the level of reaction. And you could see like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he was like, oh, this will be fun. I get to be a heel while being a baby face. In my, in my feud, I'm the good guy, but tonight... I don't have to be. Oh, and he played every cheap, cheap heat trick in the book. Like, your local sports team sucks. Oh, you're not as loud as Chicago. <laughs> where I'm from, where cool people live. Oh, it was fantastic. I don't, I don't think uh, that... Sh like, there was a bit when he took off his sweatshirt and underneath there was the four pillars and MJF had been replaced by Britt Baker... It took me a while to figure out what happened there. <laughs> I don't think that was as good a reveal as he thought it was. Yeah, that requires <laughs> you as a viewer to know that AEW released a T-shirt with the four pillars mm. on it. Because, I mean, 
I mean, maybe I'm a bit thick here, but I just thought that was the T-shirt. I, yeah. thought, I thought Britt Baker was just on the T-shirt. It was also crumpled. So like, I couldn't see very clearly who some people were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just milked it, milked it, milked it. He framed their feud essentially as the number one contenders feud. It's kind of been hinted at, but this was explicitly said, you know, MJF, two-time uh, Diamond Battle Ring winner, if he wins it a third time, he'll want to go for Hangman Page. There's the story that... Hangman Page lost to MJF in the first ever yeah. Diamond Battle Ring, Diamond Ring Battle Royal. And Punk is also like, hey, I want to go for it as well. I want to go for the title. So this re this really is a number one contender's feud. Which is interesting as well because Punk has never been so like, he sort of said to himself, I was thinking of entering into the Eliminator tournament after Moxley mm. got taken out of it. But he was so he was preoccupied by Kingston, I think, at that point, wasn't he? And said like Eddie Kingston sort of yeah. crossing that spot. So I think this is like probably the second time where he said, I am I have got my eyes set on becoming AEW world champion. Just on a tangent. Revolution in February. Do you want to see Brian Danielson CM Punk or MJF Hangman Page for the title? MJF Hangman Page. You're right, but that requires both Danielson and Punk to lose. And what is gonna sell more tickets? You you say this every time, like what's going to sell? I'm more a businessman. I know, but like, did you see <laughs> the the building that they sold out for full gear with Hangman Page in the main event? He's selling tickets, man. It's all about the chase. You think that now he's champion that it's going to drop off? It's not as compelling. God, you're just like a, you're a typical wrestling fan. We'll get into that later, anyway. Uh, back to this. So Punk leaves, and I was a bit like, ah, I've, I thought this was all building up to an MJF coming out, huge babyface reaction for him, mm -hmm. another promo battle. But I th actually, this this was good that they didn't do that. They've done that two weeks in a row now. What happened is Punk left. We have this video package of MJF arriving in Long Island. And he like gets out of his car and he puts on his Long Island college jacket, yep. walks around the football field. It's not just like all of his like collegiate uh, things either, like, you know, sports ball and, and this and the other wrestling and whatnot. He was also the lead singer of his acapella group. Mm, all male acapella group. So there's this st stupid voiceover. It was excellently done. <laughs> Sorry, someone had to come and said, Ollie's a businessman, definitely not a cop. <laughs> hey, don't look at my shoes. That was the, the, when I was in my protesting days, that's how they figured out the coppers. Oh, yeah? Oh, look at the shoes, someone told me. Not being like, my dad and sister are police officers. <laughs> um, but the... Yeah, so we had that, and this was for the only entrance for the Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Yeah. Everyone else is already in there, but MJF comes out. And, and does Punk's entrance. He's on his knees. He's crying. He he goes over to the crowd and does the like, yes. Just brilliant. Well, this is why I thought that they weren't expecting this. Because, like, MJF has been setting people up to, like, you know, they're going to cheer me. I'm going to be this beloved hero mm. when I go to my mm. home of Long Island, New York. And he was amping it up on Twitter as well, being like, oh, my God, the crowd reaction tomorrow that I'm going to get. I think he thought he was going to get booed. Because I'd love to know. I, I would love to know as well, because when he came out and he had those tears in his eyes, I was like, oh, I don't think he was expecting this. Was certainly not to this level. You think those were genuine tears? 100%. They might have been genuine, but they, could they be a bit of, bit of shoot? Bit of shoot? Well, bit of work, bit of shoot? Well, I mean, genuine would be shoot. 
I mean, work then. <laughs> you worked tears. You bit of a work. Because then he's like, because obviously the end of this match as well was designed for MGF to get booed. So like, it, it, there's there's part of my brain that's like, oh, I don't know if they knew it was going to be like this. Oh, I don't so know. So I, I I don't know. Which is why I was saying that the next time they go back, they will be so much more prepared for this. Maybe they were just hedging their bets. Mm. Being like, we don't quite know how this is going to play out. Well, we'll have a heel version. We'll have a face version. See what happens. Yeah. They're both good enough talkers to improvise 100%. on the fly. Uh, but this Diamond Battle Royal was really fun. Um, it was mostly fun, again, because of MJF, who just sat on the top rope. Not on the top rope, actually. Under the ropes... So there's no way he can be eliminated. And Wardlow's in front of him. That is a smart guy right there. That's <laughs> what I would do. Constantly, like, and making a very pointed effort to go through the middle rope and then sit up top. Because if you just, like, got up and sat up on the turnbuckle, someone could just push you off. He made a concerted effort to be like, no, no, I have left this ring through the middle rope, so there's definitely no way mm. you can now get to me. And Wardlow was this brick wall in front of him, just protecting like the big muscle man that he is. Did um did the lizard part of your brain pop when Wardlow and Hobbs squared off? Oh yeah, <laughs> impossible not to. It's not the only thing that popped. <laughs> Two big hosses squaring up like that. Uh, but it was Leo Rush got rid of Hobbs, which was a nice touch because that furthers the team Taz feud. The ma- the major storylines in this were Dante Martin, Leo Rush, and Team Taz, and the MJF stuff. Uh, MJF both both who was it both uh, Lee Johnson and Leo Rush were trying to eliminate Wardlow and MJF tipped them all over yeah and I don't know if this is true but Remy who's a guy who always comments on the WrestleTalk News says that makes it three years in a row that MJF has eliminated Wardlow oh that's so good that's so good Mm. Um, and so it comes down to MJF Ricky Starks and Dante Martin. Dante Martin, who had joined Team Taz just a couple of weeks ago. Taz is having a whale of time on commentary. The entire time he's just like, I mean, we've got this battle royal in the back because we've got the numbers advantage over everyone here. And Hobbs goes and he's like, oh, it's okay, we've still got Ricky, we've still got Dante in there, so we're absolutely fine. So Dan- so Ricky Starks looks at Dante and he's just like, cool, come down to us too. Team Taz, FTW, we're all grand. And then Dante Martin eliminates Ricky Starks and he tears off his Team Taz armband, his FTW armband. Taz goes apoplectic on commentary (laughs) about this. It was tremendous stuff. Which sets up next week, one of the big matches for next week, for the Diamond Ring, MJF versus Dante Martin, Mm. which I would wager is going to be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Dante Martin, that this was a good reveal. I think we we all suspected this was going to happen. I like that MJF didn't really do anything to win the match. Yep. Um, like a heel. But Dante, it's difficult because he, what's his character? He, so, yeah. he is a series of plot points, and that is a bad way to, to write stories. So Stephen Larson were talking about this on, on their review of the show, which is that like he's just he's sort of turning on tag partners. Because I thought about, I thought I was going to go back to Leo Rush, but Rush didn't come out to make the save afterwards. So this really does feel like we're just setting up for the return of Darius. And that's basically why, like, you know, he, he went with Leo Rush for a bit, now he split with him, mm. went to Team Taz for a bit, split with him to build to the return of Darius. And then the two of them as top flight can go on and run in the tag division. Yeah. But then, like, I don't think it's the best 
booking of him. No, I, I, I yeah. would agree with you there because I, I, I thought there was a bit more mileage in him being part of Team Taz before mm. you. I, for me personally, I think it's too early to do this split. Yeah, and too, too early to do the Team Taz split. Too early to do the Leo Rush split. Yeah. Eh. It, it's good to give him stuff to do because yeah. you know he needs to develop that part of him. But this isn't. I don't find it that good. Compared to everything else. What came next, though, was good. <laughs> so Ricky Starks starts beating up Dante Martin after the match. And MJF leaves the ring and he walks up the ramp. And the crowd are chanting for him to run back and make the save. <laughs> and he looks back and he's like, it's almost like um, Jericho and Edge at uh, yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. And um, he looks up and he's like, nah, and he starts walking back. And then, boom, turns around and he pelts down towards the ring to make the save. And starts beating up Dante Martin with Ricky Starks. It was so, so good. So funny. And in the match as well, we didn't talk about this. This might have happened in the ad break. So we saw it because we watched the fight feed. But MJF is on the, you know, he's behind Wardlow. Everyone else is down on the ground. And everyone's like, go on, MJF, go and get someone. And he sneaks in through the bottom rope, runs over to Dante, just kicks him and runs back. (laughs) And everyone was like, one more time, one one more time. And he did it again. Everyone went even more nuts for it. And they were chanting, holy yes, holy yes. Oh, it's so, so much fun. So that is all of that together. The punk segment and the battle royal was half an hour, the opening half an hour of this show. The last month of AEW Dynamite, they have at least the first hour's pacing of their shows spot on. Compared to like, you know, a Monday night show that we also review and how just epileptic that show feels of here's this here's an entrance here's a ad break here's a promo package here's a backstage interview it's like what what's going on this is like a a focused story told over half an hour it almost feels like i'd said in my review like a chapter and then it's on to the next chapter and i think it's it's really really good structuring the only other thing i think to say about the the battle royal aside from you know to echo what you just said there mm. is that um, jay lethal got hit by the matt hardy brass knucks and then was thrown out which would certainly suggest that is lethal's next feud within aew then you know after he losing the tnt championship match is going into a feud with big money matt i must i didn't even know jay lethal was in there that is AEW's other problem right now is they've got too much talent and which is a great problem to have but do you then need to find something for all your talent to do which i think is what causes those really like crammed second hours or you just like okay you guys take a break for four months we'll cycle you in and out to make you feel special i agree yeah i don't know the answer um Oh, that was but that was our opening discussion point. Sorry, I was just about to carry on. No, no, no. Uh, we've got we've got ultra chats soon we've to got talk about. Omega chats. Uh, just as a quick update as well for for you personally, we were recording our Christmas special after this. We were just talking about on the podcast uh, intro and outro, which you can listen, uh, watch, you know, listen to if you're a podcast listener. You can also watch if you are a member on the YouTube channel or one of our Patreon pledge hammers. Um, Ollie gave Adam Blompier the company credit card to go and buy beer. I delegated. And I said, Adam is going to go to the craft beer place across the road and spend a lot of money on some wonderfully lovely craft beers. They don't do multi-packs there. I can now update, uh, because I said to him, go to the beer merchant and get me some Kona Big Wave. He said, this has arrived too late, I'm afraid. Once you've seen the haul, we can go back and get more if we need it. Oh. Good lad. That means he went to Sainsbury's and has bought uh, mm. a six-pack of Carling. 
dark fruits all round. <laughs> Garlic. It's three ninety nine for six cans. <laughs> Christmas party, you're welcome. <laughs> what are we doing for the Christmas party? Adam's going to do a blood on the cocktail for us all. <laughs> Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, our Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Please get all your chats in there. We'll read out everyone over $5. Hannah Allen, D-A-D, Ollie, Cork Dorks, lol. I appreciate what Punk had in mind. It just doesn't work the same for a babyface. It's Punk. I love him, but I felt this was a bit of a mess. I understand the psychology. It just felt a little offbeat considering the fuel. I have seen this opinion 
shared by a lot of people. This is not like a, mini a minority opinion. Um, I think it works, and I think it's it's amazing. Yeah, this is like it's um, it's a it's a micro. It's not the word I'm after, microcosm, but this is like a, a singular example. Like next week, MGF will be booed again, like they're heel, and mm. Punk will be treated. You'd like hope so. You hope so, wouldn't you? But I don't. I don't think next week. I don't know where they are. I where a winter is coming, which I think is in Texas or something. Punk's not going to get booed there, mm. and MJF is not going to get cheated <laughs> there. I think it is, it's an isolated incident. That's the word I was after. Nick Corvello. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Just want to say it was a really, uh, it really was a mind bleep seeing MJF cheered as a babyface and acting like one before beating on Dante Martin. Felt so unreal. I guess MJF was right about being the hero of Long Island after all. The one thing actually I didn't mention as well that I absolutely loved about MJF's entrance is he mirrored Punk. Mm. Punk's return in Chicago. Yeah. Not just with the tears and everything, but like going to the crowd and doing the pose and everything. Oh my God, it's so good. Nate S. Punk and MJF segments were like all those nights after Mania, smart-filled crowds when the announcers would just be like, it's a bizarro crowd that cheers for who you're supposed to boo and boo who you're supposed to cheer. Only this time made sense. Eric, MJF is Long Island Racing God! Marcel Arts. Damn, I love CM Punk and how he leaves Bret Hart, a Bret Hart taste on everything he touches. Question, do you think we'll see AEW on European soil? I want to see them live so bad. Uh, yeah, I think next year. Now that the borders are a bit more open, yeah. Tony Khan has said that he wants to do shows in the UK. Like Fighter Fest, last year's Fighter Fest was meant to be a UK show. So I think next year, like Europe, I think is a slightly... That's a different question. Like, you know, Marcel asked mm. whether we're going to Germany or things like that. But I certainly think UK, they'll be doing some shows next year. Come over, Marcel. Yeah. Uh, Peter Mullins. Ha ha. It's Bizarro World Excalibur. <laughs> they boo the people they normally cheer and cheer those they'd normally boo. They just love to have fun. <laughs> fun is fun. Excalamaggle. It's crazy. Also, suit a chaos to face Ibushi in a neck versus... <laughs> that, for me, was my biggest pop of the night, was the return of Sue. A neck versus neck match, five stars. Charles Burke, while I'm from Brooklyn and not Long Island, I'm in no way shocked they cheered for MJF. He's a bullbuster who speaks the way the old New Yorkers spoke. My state likes forked tongues with gold hearts, but I love Tony Berry and the crowd for cheering him. Jam that jam. Well, it's consistent. Uh, Nicholas Wong. Sorry if anything is misspelled. I had eye surgery. Whoa. Oh, I hope everything's okay. Uh, the crowd really understood the assignment, cheering a deliberate heel and booing a baby face. Imagine if every time AEW comes back and they did this for every single wrestler, maybe Cody <laughs> might even get cheered. I was surprised Cody didn't come out with MJF at one point, to be mm. honest, as his latest tactic to get cheered. Oh, well, that's how he started. Eric, I was there last night. MJF is a wrestling god and Punk needs to go back to his <laughs> couch for another seven years. Yes! Oh, this is so good. Eric is drinking the cool. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Sweet Monkey Tuesday. Punks, we've had loads of chats on this. Uh, it's good to see. Yeah. You'll remember like, after Raw's opening segment. Oh, two, two chats. Uh, two things that you want to Sw talk about. Sweet Monkey Tuesday. Punk's entrance bit and Your Town's Bad promos were perfect. It told the crowd it was okay to boo him and cheer MJF, avoiding the awkward confusion that WWE shows often have. Andrew the Last Airbender. I was there and it was insane. I'm so glad we gave MJF a hero's welcome. Who would have guessed that MJF is the new Bret Hart and Long Island is his Canada? Plus having CM Punk cut a heel promo basically at you while in the crowd was the coolest thing ever. Uh, Zoe sung, bleep Chicago, you make pizza wrong. I 100% agree with this sentiment. I think Chicago's deep dish pizzas look disgusting. 
William Rossmer. Last night made me realise how much I didn't just miss CM Punk, but I also missed heel CM Punk. I can't wait to see straight edge heel CM Punk versus babyface hangman with Punk bashing him for the drinking. I trust when we get it, it'll be even better. Uh, one last salute, 1014. I am from Long Island. Well, not in the crowd last night because I went to see The Matrix 1999 in IMAX. Excellent choice. With friends, let me tell you, most of Long Island are dicks. <laughs> well, MJF's from there. Exactly. That He's makes my sense. friend. Impeccable friends. Diego Chacon Villamazar. Uh, hey guys, can't watch today live because I have a huge job interview later today. Wish me luck. He said, wish it. Good luck. He said, wish it. Wish what? You said you wish him luck, and you said it out loud. He asked you to wish him luck. Wish me luck. Yeah. Says it on the auto cue. That's a friend's joke. All right. But I just want to say that last night crowd gave a late 90s kind of vibe. They went crazy with Eddie, MJF and Punk, and that made the show much better. Uh, and finally for now, Peter Mullins again. What occurred to me last night was that AEW has made... Each town feels special. It matters where they are, that the crowd and being there and being a part of it is important compared to WWE, where it could be any building, could explain the ticket sales. Yeah. They really are, good point. That's a great point, Peter Mons. Like they, they didn't just like outsell WWE by quite some margin. They outpaced them massively in terms of the area. And like, you know, as Meltzer said, that could just be down to they literally just run New York with Survivor Series. But I think it is it's a it's a very fascinating little time yeah. that AEW massively outsold this show compared to what WWE did, who were struggling in this area, offering three for one tickets leading up to the event. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by us, WrestleShop.com. Go over to WrestleShop.com now and get this lovely Chris Wrestle Talk Christmas jumper or this lovely christmas t-shirt look it's got a christmas tree on it and there's some little easter eggs mm. in the uh, the present wrapping that's underneath this christmas tree and in the baubles actually now they can see yeah yeah my one has the wrestle talk logo of course a jam that jam jar of course and ftf <gasps> what a callback <laughs> Right, so this episode of AEW Dynamite, of course, opened with those two segments we just started. Mod, with... mod, mod mother, can we have a poll? Um, is deep dish pizza actually good? <laughs> yes or no? Because there's a, a nice friendly debate about it. I've noticed that the people who like it have Chicago Bulls uh, avatars, mm -hmm. so I think they might be slightly biased in this scenario. But uh, uh, this is this is the chat we need to have on this show. Uh, I was going to say a joke. I forgot oh, it. Sorry. Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes team together to take on the acclaimed and 2.0. Uh, Max Castor is from Long Island. Three Long Island natives on this show. Uh, he got a bit of hometown heat, but then, yeah, good match. A lot of chaos. Uh, Jungle Boy got the win with the snare trap. Eddie Kingston tried to stop Daniel Garcia getting involved. And afterwards, Kingston sort of brought the cameraman backstage where there was no sound, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. but it, it wouldn't be an AEW show if there weren't some <laughs> audio issues. Like, I know we're not one to talk, but like, yeah, it is always fun, isn't yeah. it? Uh, but I, I meant, I'm just going to assume it was a great promo. Oh, it's, it's not going to be a bad one, is it? But then Ortiz comes up to him. And I was like, mm, 
what's happening here? And 2.0 and Garcia jumped him and Santana was there as well. And the heels left the faces lane. So hopefully we're getting an... Well, they were never in LAX together. They were... Um... I've, I've forgotten it because who managed Hernandez and Conan? Oh, no, it was Eddie Kingston brought back... Hernandez and Homicide, didn't he? Is the OG. Yes, yes. And Conan, and Conan had... Um, Santana on Ortiz. Yes, yeah, the new LAX. The better LAX. I mean, yeah, let's not, let's not split hairs here. They were the better LAX. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz are the better LAX, just to confirm. Nothing nothing against Homicide in that scenario. <laughs> or Hernandez's border toss. <laughs> that was good. I loved him back in the day. That was great. Uh, but yeah, if if we're getting Kingston, Santana and Ortiz versus anyone... Give it to me now. I love that. Absolutely adore that as a six-man tag. And it's good to kind of like... Because they're also feuding with um, Jericho. This feels like a really good sort of like sub-mini mm, feud mm. to lead us to the Kingston-Jericho match that we're going to get at the end of this. So I think this is a really fun use of 2.0 and Garcia. I hadn't even connected those dots. You're totally right. Jericho's on tour in the UK at the moment. Uh, FTR talked up their tag title match against the Lucha Bros this Friday. Apparently it's an incredible match. Uh, you shock me. Then the Young Bucks took on the best Friends. Well, yes, I, I got that right. I've written chaos. Yeah, because it's Rocky and Trent. And, Rocky and Chucky. And like Rocky's not part of the best friends faction. So this for me was uh, Young Bucks versus Chaos. Mm -hmm. This felt like just a way so that the Young Bucks can have pinned a Rocky Romero in 12 different promotions <laughs> rather than 11. Yeah, Excalibur said something like Rocky and the Young Bucks have had 100 <laughs> matches in various promotions. And I would wager Rocky Romero has won none of them. <laughs> yeah. We were saying off air, like, Rocky Romero is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world today, I think, yeah. because every and we've seen him live a bunch of times because he comes over for the Rev Pro shows, which are down the road from us. And every time I'm like, oh, it's Rocky. Oh, cool. Like that. Sing the theme tune. Way. And then he starts the match and he's like, but then 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God, come on. And because he, he just gets you into the matches. But then the next time he comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Rocky. You know, but it, so he does this battle over and over again. He's, a, he's amazing. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in this match. Initially, it was not slow, but it wasn't like super crazy and the crowd weren't massively into it. I think they burnt themselves out in the opening. But by the end, four-star match. This was so much fun. This ended up being like a great PWG-style mm. match in the end, but, you know, which makes sense with the Bucks and, and Chucky and, and, you know, and Rocky, for that matter. So, like, it was just so, so much fun. It was all about the near falls. There were times when it looked like Rocky was going to pin the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks yeah. were very good at selling near falls. I don't think they actually get enough credit for that. And, yeah, it was, I was just popping for everything. And... We don't get enough of Chucky wrestling in AEW on Dynamite. Totally agree. So it's it's always a treat to get it. And at the end of this, you had Adam Cole beating down uh, Orange Cassidy. And I'm going to ask you, actually, because there's a lot of people who are hugely down on Adam Cole feuding with Orange Cassidy. Where do you stand on it? I think it's fun. But, you know, if you look at it, I'd agree. Adam Cole... Last couple of years of NXT, main event serious. Has he done that in AEW? No, he hasn't. Uh, Punk and Danielson have. 
And it's unfortunate. It's a matter of circumstance, I think. And yeah, I, I can't really defend AEW because Cole is not being pushed to the level. But I, I have enough trust and faith in AEW that they have bigger plans for him down the line. I would much rather Cole do this than A, be a manager on SmackDown. But mm. B, more importantly, B, that was just to be facetious, but B, more importantly, is do nothing. Because there will be a period of time when he is main events, Adam Cole going for the title. But that's not this point right now. Yeah. So I'd, I'm actually, I'm much happier that he's got a storyline. They're using him on TV. He's got something he can sink his teeth into rather than just being Andrade. And just going to Cody Islands mm-hmm. and you know and doing that. So I think this is a, I actually quite. I mean, yeah, I think Cole versus Cassidy sounds like a, a hell of a lot of fun. So I'm quite into it. Um, but anyway, they're beating him down after the match, and best friends music hits, and what should pull up but a white minivan being driven by Sue. And earlier in this show, I said to you this was a four out of five episode, but I was bang wrong. Sue was on this show, five out of five. One of the best shows of the year. Trent Beretta gets out of the ring, looking, Come looking jacked, man. And he shaved his head. And he look, I mean, he looks like the blade. He looks like John Moxley. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks like a, a, mo, a mox, a mix between Moxley and the blade. And he runs down and he clears house of all the bad guys. Mm. And he stands in the middle of the ring with a serious look on his face. While Statlander and Trent and Chucky and Rocky and Orange Cassidy are in the corner, you've got to give the people what they yeah. want. They do the hug. And then Sue gets in the ring and they just <sighs> do it again. It was so much fun. Someone said there, why did I get misty eyed when Sue pulled up? Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. explain why, but I genuinely got a bit misty eyed when Sue pulled up. There's something so lovely about, you know, it's the it's the kid coming back to beat up the bullies. Yeah. Like, the best friend's act really is quite something. Oh, I, I think it, it taps into part of all of us. Uh, but, yeah, great. And Sue's now in chaos, presumably. <laughs> well, they need to start taking themselves seriously. You yeah. said that on this show, so they brought in Sue. Uh, Ruby Soho's backstage. Um, Penelope Ford and the Bunny come in they say they're with Nyla Rose now because if she wins the TNT title they'll get the TBS title sorry they'll get the first shot so they're going to have a six woman tag match on Friday uh, but you haven't got any friends Anna Jay Ty Conti I cannot believe you're down on this segment I cannot believe you are down on Nyla Rose running in and saying surprise bitch when she's knocked her (laughs) over not down on it <laughs> the way you deliver that like su- the surprise bitch line really made me laugh there was just a lot of uh, little components I had to keep in mind there uh, Sammy was then talking about his TNT title open so yeah from the Ruby Soho bit onwards we get about a hundred angles mm-hmm. in half an hour remember how you said that like uh, that first half was like a really like focused show, yeah. and then this is this was a bit Monday Night Raw, where it's like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Yes, yes. So that, that, that this is my argument for just pulling back the amount of talent they're focusing on. Unfortunately, you know, I hate to say it, but it's it's too scattergun to be to be top 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 tier. These are these are nitpicks. Uh, but Sammy's out on the ramp. He's talking to Tony Schiavone about the TNT Title Open Challenge. And Cody comes out, still with a couple of burns down his side. And he says, from one good guy to another, I'll be facing you on Christmas Day. So 
people have been, you know, you go through the comments that have been left on our Dynamite reviews. There are some people that have been quite annoyed at us for the last few weeks because we've been talking about, you know, Cody Rhodes is just this baby face that is desperate to get cheered, but the crowd are booing him. People arguing with us that he, no, 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 he's the delusional heel. This is all on purpose mm. and this, that, and the other. And I massively disagree with that. I think if you are a delusional heel, you're not doing that flaming table spot to try and get yourself cheered. That that is counter. Cody's a smart guy. Mm. That is counter. If your if your goal is to be the delusional heel who thinks he's a babyface, you don't do that spot. Totally, because it doesn't work. It's counterintuitive. This is the first week though where I think the argument does hold water. Because not only did, as you say, he goes like, from one good guy to another, from one baby face to another. And at the end of this, he goes to walk down the heel entrance, catches himself, goes whoop, and walks back. This is genuinely, I think, the first week where Cody was trolling the fans with this character. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are up in the rafters. They're still More angles! <laughs> yeah. And they effectively say... We want TNT title shots. Dan Lambert's coming back. Good. Uh, video package we on... Be, we might be the only YouTube channel on the planet that likes Dan Lambert. I have no idea how everyone doesn't love him. He is amazing. I know. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill have a video package out of their match. And then we get Jamie Hayter versus Riho, which was a great match. Um, you know, big versus small narrative. Jamie Hayter's got all the strength. Riho is tiny. And Hayter just like throws her around. This sick brain buster. This was kind of like, you know, I've not seen much Joshi wrestling, mm -hmm. but this was more in line with that. And I guess that's Riho's in influence. And Hayter wrestled out there for stardom for a while, I believe. Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit distracted. Breaking news. Um, Fightful have learned that WWE has released Jeff Hardy. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. sorry I, if I looked like I was distracted there, it's because I saw the chat going nuts, and I, I just wanted mm. to make sure that the news was correct. Well, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's unfortunate. Yeah. But... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess let's run through this quickly, because I've got a breaking news video to do. <laughs> well, actually, that gives us time to set up the, the audio for yeah, the, yeah. the Christmas show that we've got to do afterwards. So, um, but yeah, to echo what you were saying, though, about this match, to go back to this. I mean, this, this was my favorite thing on the show. That wasn't like MJF Punk stuff. This match ruled. Mm. This match ruled ass, man. This was so much fun. Jamie Hayter is great. She's tremendous. Reho, and I've actually missed watching Reho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really have on Dynamite, that is, because I think she's probably had 100 matches on Dark in the last week. But like, I love watching Jamie Hayter work, and she's perfect to go against Reho as well, because Reho's so much smaller than her. I had a moment like early on when Riho did the dive, but she sort of landed a bit short. And imagine because a slight gust of wind caught her <laughs> and just pushed her back somewhat. Like, an air, you know, one of the air, yeah, yeah, the air yeah. conditioning unit just went off at that one point. <laughs> Someone <laughs> cheered. <laughs> just pushed her back slightly. But Hazer just picked her up and just slammed her into the, um, the ring open. It was so mm. cool. The, oh man, the crucifix bomb spot. Crazy. Oh my God. The code red. Hater selling of moves. We said this actually when she yeah, took that, the catch from Riho um, a few weeks back, where she like she like jumped backwards with her. Mm. She's so so good at this. I loved 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 this match. Uh, so of course, Hater won. That's the story they're telling. Rio won because they're grooming Rio for a Britt Baker match. Uh, in in another company. 
this would have ended in a DQ. Mm. But they put the contender over strong here because it's not Jamie Hayter's time to go after the title. So she can take the losses here. And I, that's why wins and losses matter around these parts. And I thought this was a, completely the right choice, and I'd love to see it. Well, if, if wins and losses matter, Hayter has been beaten so, so much. Uh, so it's it's a bit dispiriting. I get why they did it. They you know it's the story, but no more hater losses, please. Like that they should step because I think the aim is hater breaking up with Baker, hater versus Baker, but that means hater needs a lot of building up yeah. to be believable against Baker. So from now on, we've really got to see a hater push. Well, that's what Dark's for. I said I've got to see a hater push. <laughs> not hear, not read about it on a ticker. Uh, we got loads of announcements for the next two episodes of Rampage and Winter is Coming next week. Hook! How is this not the thumbnail? Hook is debuting this Friday. And I'm going to peel back the curtain here, ladies and gentlemen. This is how little Ollie Davis looks at Twitter. He said to me in the office today, did you know that Hook's pretty popular? And I was like, Purdy's over. <laughs> like, yeah, he's massively popular. Well, he's big. I know he's big on Reddit. I'm more of a Reddit frequenter yeah. than, a, than a Twitter place. Twitter loves hooks. Uh, I hook. don't like him anymore, then. <laughs> but I loved Taz' introduction to this. He's like, We're going to teach Dante Martin a lesson, and we're going to show you what that lesson is by having Hook debut this Friday against Fuego del Sol. He's all that and a bag of chips. Yes. Yeah. I'm already into it. I'm already into it. Uh, Sheeta versus Deep next week. I wish. Where have a, they been? I, well, we, well, you can only get two women on the show at any yeah. one time, so you can't give too much TV time to this. Even though people are really into this storyline, and both of them are massively over. We we saw them four weeks ago, Wally Davis. What more do you want? Uh, the Varsity Blondes are then being interviewed on the ramp. Uh, no idea why, but the lights cut off, and then Malachi Black is standing there, and there's this wonderful high school horror movie visual of the Vasty Blondes in their jackets, and this demon guy. I, I, so I know you didn't watch it. This was basically series two and three of Riverdale. Right. Because in series two and three of Riverdale, like they all of a sudden these cults started appearing. Riverdale stopped being Archie Comics Riverdale and sort of murder mystery sort of thing it was and became spooky nonsense where like um, one of those getting sent off to prison and things mm -hmm. like that. And there were cults that looked a lot like Malachi Black's thing. And I was like, oh, of course, it's Riverdale, but on Dynamite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he sprayed Julia Mist in the eye. Julia Mist. <laughs> Julia Hart in the eyes. I think he's recruiting her to the House of Black. Do you think she's going to turn evil? Yeah, go No on. one else has. Yeah, well, you've got to go for the weaker ones, haven't you? We're after Pac. Pac's too strong. He's too northern. Can't trick him. Yeah, so I don't Cody, know. Cody's too American. You can't get him either. So you have to go after Julia Hart. This does with Cody doing this, Black doing this. It yeah, definitely feels like the recent episode of Cody Island is over. Yeah, with the whole pack, Andrade, Cody. Who else? I hope so. Who else was in there? I hope so because Malachi Black, Black really needs to get away from Cody Island. Yeah. He's been there for long enough. He's been there the entire time. Yeah. Uh, but the main event was Brian Danielson taking on hometown boy John Silver member of the Dark Order. And yeah, good match. Went about 10, 15 minutes. Danielson was excellent, I thought. Silver had comebacks in all the right places, including a really good heel hook spot. Oh, so good. Uh, Danielson riled up the crowd to do a no chant, which was interesting because typically he stays away from those. And uh, 
Danielson elbows to the head, gotch pile driver, made him pass out in a full Nelson. Well, I, I didn't think it was a pass out. I think he knocked him out. I thought this was a, yeah. t- this was a TKO victory because mm. he did the, it battered him in the head, then did the gotch dial pile driver. Like, I think he like even winked to the camera while he did it as yeah. well. And then it looked like he was about to hook in cattle mutilation and he was literally about to flip over and the referee was like, he's done. Like, he's mm. gone. So they called the bell and gave the win to Danielson. And then Danielson picked up the mic and was like, hey, look, I promised you that I was going to kick his head in. So I'm going to do that right now because he didn't get to do that in the in the actual match. And then he goes to do it. Hangman runs out for the save. Wangman runs out for the save. <laughs> Have you seen they corrected the font? No. Yeah, they've, they've got rid of the, the little uh... bar, strained it off. So now it does say Hangman, but we'll always remember Wangman. He's Wang Man to us. He's always going to be Wang Man to me. Um, so Wang Man ran down for the save and said, next week it's going to be, I'm going to kick the cowboy S out of you mm. to set up their match next week. Yeah, so I would say not the hottest go-home angle for a title match of that caliber. I'm sure it would be an excellent match. But yeah, the, so the story now, and I only really thought of this after Danielson had won, is, okay, so Wang Man hasn't wrestled since Full Gear. He has not. Danielson has wrestled every week, building himself up. Mm-hmm. He and he, you know, he Silver gave him a bit of a fight there. This feels like a backwards story psychologically. Oh, I, I think I'm disagreeing there. Like these, the story here is that the 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 devious heel has been beating up all of his friends and working his way through the Dark Order to to get to, well, not to get to, but like he's been doing it to get inside the head of, of Wang Man more than like beating all of the cronies to get to the boss. Love that story. No problem with that story. My problem is more with what Hangman Page is doing. I feel like Page should be doing also wrestling matches. AEW, Here and there. I, I agree. Because AEW have got a bit of a track record that once you've won a title, you don't wrestle as much. Mm. Like, Baker has, doesn't wrestle as much since she won the title. Omega didn't wrestle as much once he won the title. It's a heel thing. I don't know if it's a heel thing, because, like, Babyfaces did it as well. I don't know. The TNT title, Cody and well, Sammy, they're a, all, like, open di- challenge. That's a different title, though. And the same with the tag titles. Like, I think the Lucha Bros have probably wrestled more since they won the belts. Mm. But I think for their main two top titles, whether you're regardless whether you're a heel or Babyface, you just wrestle less once you're the champion. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I think it's the, the, by design. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it personally, because I think we should have at least had one Wangman match um, leading up to this. But uh, I'm still I'm still excited for the match. But I think I'm more excited for the match just because it's Wangman versus Danielson as opposed to this story has made me excited yeah. for the match. Yeah, I totally agree. And that just plays into my larger fears of Hangman. The, the appeal of Hangman is very much in the chase and... Now he's won the title. I think he needs something really hot. And at the start, it was. But since that first Danielson Page segment, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's lost its way, um, which is unfortunate. But, you know, next week they'll have a match and I'll be sitting here going, oh, my God, this is the best show. What a genius storyline. Page wins, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd assume so. It'd be a shame to have a month-long reign and not wrestle at all between them, no defences. I mean, it's very much within the Page character, isn't it, to fail on mm. your first defence, your first match since you won the title. Maybe that'll yeah. be the... That's the story. Yeah, it's a know, good story. It's and, been done by design. And like I said, Danielson versus Punk is a huge, huge match for the next pay-per-view. WWE has poisoned your mind. <laughs> 
What? Making all the money? They're making money. I know, but they're making not making as much money as WWE. But you said this with Jericho. You said that with a hat the title on Jericho because he's a big. And they did. Well, they made more money when Omega was on top. Yeah, that's unfair. That's two years into the promotion. Yeah, well, they could have made more money in first year in the promotion. If that's not how top. it works. You say uh, overall, really fun episode. Four out of five. Uh, I mean, the chat was in agreement with you. 54% gave it a 4 out of 5. 29% gave it a 5 out of 5. 13% with a 3 out of 5. It's 5 out of 5 show. Sue came back. So uh, that that's my take on it. I haven't got the results of the deep dish poll, unfortunately. <laughs> to give, Oh, actually, I can tell you. And now 62% said that deep dish is actually good. So there you go. That's very interesting to know. I would disagree. Uh, and lastly, on the Jeff Hardy thing, according to Sean, uh, I've heard WWE offer Jeff Hardy help and rehab, and it was not accepted. So what can you do what then? Can you do yeah. Then? Um, I mean, it, it's with Jeff, I mean, it's, it's a self fulfilling prophecy at this point, yeah. isn't it? Well, Patreon, we've got shout-outs to do, so thank you very much to our $25 a month or more backers, LIW's American Muscle, Tyler Gamola. Barbaric Garrick Morgan. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Gavin Cash Money Kashiwabara. Rob Steiner Recliner. Should be Breaker Recliner at this point. The Daredevil, Darby Harris Music. Rule the day, Rari O'Brien Kelly. The Knight Rider, Kit. Hannah Allen Key. Hannah Allen, love to see you on an AEW show. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. Fido Ventura, Pet Detective. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 9th of December 2021, Angelic Angelo Mercado. Patreon.com forward slash wrestle. We've got some amazing stuff going up there in the next couple of weeks, including Wrestle Talk After Dark, the magazine, uh, the uh, mailbag show, which might be me and Denise, might be me and Adam. It was a lot of fun doing it with Adam last time. And Ollie and I reviewing NXT TakeOver Ooh, London. Yes. Can't wait for that. Right, let's get to these Omega chats because I've got a video to do. Uh, Joe Hobin. So I'm from Long Island and had a buddy of mine who was at the show and absolutely loved the MJF video package. To me, it was no surprise the crowd cheered MJF as me and my buddies always cheer for the hometown fellows, even if they're the worst. I'm exactly the same. I remember cheering uh, Nick Aldis and Doug uh, Williams. Doug Williams. Yeah. At TNA show. Charles Berg, I have a pizza oven and make fresh pizza with sauce made from tomatoes I grow in my backyard and dough from scratch. I have photos to back up my dope pizza skills. I'm here to say Chicago deep dish tastes fine, but it is not pizza. It is a casserole. There 
is a man who knows what he's talking about. Kevin! I loved Punk's promo. He's so good. That Winter is Coming card just looks awesome. I haven't Omega chatted for a while. I've been a bit down on wrestling media recently, but this promo from Punk made me want to jump in the stream. Hope you guys are well. Nice to see you back, see Kevin. You, Kevin. I wonder like, what was uh, made you down on wrestling media? Mm. Or was it just like, I don't know whether that's wrestling media is in us or just wrestling media as in the sort of general term of wrestling. And uh, Nate S said, Ollie, based off what you said on the news about Hangman coming in fresh, what if they use that to have Danielson lean into the heel aspects if he loses? Like he uses that excuse just like he accused Hangman of having excuses for his losses. Yeah, they could do that. I don't think it's the best way to get Hangman over as a big champion babyface though. Um, Hannah Allen, ring work tonight was spectacular. Seriously, I watch AEW because I know what I'm in for. I give my uh, AUD, my Australian dollars, to WrestleTalk because it's held in such high regard. <laughs> Speaking of which, Trent, OMG, I popped hard for his return. Plus his mum, dude is hot. Stop thirsting. <laughs> Godstopia. Rocky confirmed that Sue is in chaos. <laughs> Can't wait for her to drive a carder to the main event of WrestleTalk. Faction. That was Shinsuke Nakamura's faction. I want a skit with her giving cookies to Chaos Stable in Japan. P.S. Sue's versus as uh, Sue versus MJF's mum. Book it, Tony. Kevin May absolutely loved last night's episode. Something that I want to point out is even with Sue and Trent coming back, Orange Cassidy was still burning a hole at the retreating Adam mm. Cole baby. Beautiful piece of character work. Uh, Hannah Allen loved the progress of the women's division. But don't get the Reho stuff. She's important as the first champ, but her just having but just having her with zero story is a isn't a very AEW story. I get that she has a match, but why can't they sort the women out? We deserve more. I just think Rio. That's all solved if Rio has been around more for the last two years. Yeah. Feels like she's almost starting from scratch. Uh, the DA97, whose heel turn will be more heartbreaking? Jungle Boys, Rios, or MJFs? <laughs> Chrissy West, uh, I love how this company has made Trent's mum the most <laughs> over thing in the best friends, predicting right now Deeb Sheeda match of the night next week. I agree. Stephen Mikulich, I was there last night. Having everyone boo punk was so much fun. I know this is off topic, but the hook match was probably the best match of the night even though it was on Rampage. Definitely worth the watch. The crowd went wild for him. I actually have heard from by people there that the hook match is terrific. Oh, great. Zoe Sung, Long Island represent. Yes, I was beaming watching that first 30 minutes. Even Caster's rap about being the better New York is true on the island. We're heels. Always been better than the rest of you and you know it. That video <laughs> package was facts. <laughs> Not a Long Island in the chat. Mr. Gajilli, hey guys, just wanted to know why black spray why black sprays people with the black mist and teleports, it's okay, but when Alexa throws fireballs and teleports, it's not. I thought the supernatural stuff was cringe. Now AEW are trying to make Julia their Alexa, what she'll never do. I, I think you're reading that into Chris. Also, black isn't a spooky character. It's not supernatural. It can all be explained by just turning the lights on and off. Yeah. The Alexa Bliss literally teleports. Yeah. Black is just using the, the the mystique of the lights going off to move into a place where you can't see him. As a psychological tactic. Uh, Frank Botello. CM Punk turns heel. I, for one, can't wait for Christian to turn heel on Jungle Boy. LIW Redemption. Oh, yeah. Christian Cage is 100% turning heel yeah. on Jungle Boy. Luke. 
Wait a second, you're here. Uh, I think it would be awesome for Pac to turn on the Lucha Bros, breaking up Death Triangle and teaming with Malachi to go for the tag titles since he sprayed the mist at him. Mm. Feels like both guys could do with the direction and gold around their waist. I don't hate that at all. I like that, but they've got so many good actual tag teams. That's true, because I'm still waiting for them to do uh, Lucha Bros, Santana, Ortiz. But definitely Pac joining Black. Uh, Zoe sung again. Ah, oh, that was the best episode. Also, don't judge me. We're just supporting our guys. <laughs> I went to school with Chris Statlander too. So happy for her. Ah, oh, lovely. That's cool. Gerard Tuhick. Uh, hi guys, first ever Ultra Chat. Been watching since Wrestle Talk was on Challenge. Anyway, I feel like Jay Lethal already seems like a waste. They made a big deal of him signing at Full Gear, and he was thrown out like an afterthought in the Battle Royal. I don't think he was thrown out in an afterthought. It was to set up a story between him and Matt Hardy. For ha- having said that, I don't think that's a great use of Jay Lethal. Agree. Colostopia. Since Dante got misted, he's doing strange decisions, and now Julia Black is building his stable one facial at a time. <laughs> Well, surely that would then include uh, Pac and Cody. Mm. Well, Pac has... Uh, sorry, Cody has been turning... No, it's not intentional. Keith Lloyd. Uh, Wednesday continues to be a fun night of wrestling. Also, my dad started chemo and the cancer in his lungs did not spread. Great news. Soon they will cut the mass out of his lungs and full recovery. This channel has gotten me through it. And my dad loves it too now. Oh, thank you so much, Keith. That's brilliant news. So he sung again. Of course you guys only get the ultra chat I send last that makes me look like a hater. Shake my head. Long Island bias. These Long Island folks, they're having arguments with themselves. Long Island might become... Do apologise, I accidentally hit a button with my fist. Um, Actually, I love the fact that Long Island is becoming like... It might be my new favourite place in America. Yeah. Uh, Nate S, what's Tom Dolland <laughs> doing in the impact zone, Luke? Uh, listen to the podcast and you'll, you'll hear about that. Dynamite was a lot of fun. Really excited to see what happens with all the House of Black stuff. The mist seems to be corrupting people like people thought the fiend would. Still laughing at... <laughs> Surprise, bitch! Peter Mullins, hook! Everybody watch. That little guy hasn't done anything yet. He's going to do something. And you know it's going to be something good. Any second now... Simpsons references aside, <laughs> what do you think his finisher will be? Tasmission, surely. Yes. Or a hook. No, I mean, oh yeah, like a heel hook. Yeah. I mean, that's good, but I want it to be the Tasmission. Very good Simpsons reference. I understood it. <laughs> Dean Barretton, Punk is a genius. He should be with Paige next for the title. I would like to see MJF with the TNT title or even win the Owen Hart tournament they are having soon. I think with the Owen Hart tournament, <clears throat> you need a babyface to win that. Yeah, that's a good point. Danny G, hi guys. Hope you're both well. Now Sue is officially <laughs> in chaos. Is it the strongest iteration of the faction? That's rhetorical, by the way. Because it obviously is. I'm so glad that she is because it's annoying you. <laughs> Martial Arts, you are recording the Christmas special after this, so it's too late to send you Swabian Christmas stuff? Damn it, maybe next year. What's Swabian? We had to uh, record the Christmas special a bit early just because of our like massively busy schedules. But yeah, we're also having our Christmas party after this as well, which I'm not intending because I'm going to stuck after the kid. But um, yeah, we're recording the Christmas special literally the moment this is done. Well, once Ollie's done his news video. In fact, actually, we may start it without on. You can just join us afterwards. Fair, yeah. Uh, Swart Swabia is, is where Marcel must be from in Germany. Nicholas Lama, I meant to send this the other day about NXT, but once I thought it, I couldn't unsee it. Von Wagner looks like the Mr. Hyde to Adam Blompier's Dr. <laughs> Jekyll. 
I mean, yeah, as I suppose in a way. Also, actually, Marcel's um, care package sent us last time was tremendous. Yeah, it was. A little bit. Yeah, I sort of see it now. Like, it, yeah, because it is, you know, a Dr. Hyde version of Adam. Huh. He is, like, super generic as well, so, like... <laughs> a basic bitch. Uh, and thank you to E. Will and BJW for becoming members. Oh, You're going to a lot of exclusive podcast video content to watch. Well, for now, uh, thank you very much. Oh, just one more. Nicholas Lama has come in to say, very excited to see Wang Man versus Dangton next Wednesday on my birthday. Do you think we might see Kyle O'Reilly appear in AEW before the end of the year? Well, that's that's what I would think. That's a big thing to do at the show. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, it's all there. It writes itself. I thought that as well, but the fact they're not on the card for Winter is yeah, Coming. Makes yeah. me feel, unless they do a segment with, you know, now actually, hey, there's now four people because there's Trent, Rocky, Orange, and Chucky. There's only three of them in the super click of Cole and the Bucks. So what if they need a fourth person to come in and give them a hand? That's not Maybe. Bobby Fish. It's a bit contrived I, I, yeah whatever but thank you very much for joining us here today I'm going to make a thing on Jeff Hardy's release go to wrestletalk.com for all the breaking news on that So just to repeat the question, because it will now have been like an hour or so since <laughs> I, I previously asked this, unless, of course, you're a member or a uh, Patreon pledge and watching the video version of this. How did you find this year's Office Secret Santa? We have, you haven't got your, mm. you've got your gift. We haven't opened it yet. So I'm asking more about the, the purchasing side of it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've been quite open uh, about this. My Secret Santa is from our social media manager, Abby. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> the parcel arrived at my flat, addressed at Abby, and then afterwards said Abby again. <laughs> I was in no doubt. So thank you, Abby. Haven't opened it yet. Uh, but the, So when I first got mine, I was like, oh, good. That's a good one to get. Yes, good. And then when it came to actually buying the present, I was like, oh, I don't know. And I had to get Andy to do some Facebook stalking of their profile to find out certain key interests, and then I use that to, to buy it. This is why Andy knows who mostly everyone has got, because I think a lot of people have gone to Andy and said, Andy, what do they like? Because he's, he's the organiser. He is the Santa at the top of Secret Santa. I also made this point to him last week before he had to self-isolate, is that he is the, he's the medium between, mm, like... Mm. WrestleTalk.com and WrestleTalk.youtube. Well, maybe Tempest is now. They're both bridging that, that chasm. <laughs> or chasm. Ch <gasps> no. Isn't it a chasm? No, I think you're right. Oh, I've been saying something else <laughs> wrong in my life. <sighs> I, um, I switched mine. What? Can you do that? Yeah, well, I messaged Andy and said... Um, I don't like them. <laughs> well, what I said was, I've got the same person that I got last year. Okay, that's fair. And and I said, and I, and I struggled a bit last year, so can you help me out here? And what he replied back to me was like, 
oh, I've got a terrible one this year. Do you want to swap? Mm. And when he told me who his terrible one was, I said, that's the easiest person to buy something for. I will take that from you right now because I know exactly what to get them. So Adam Board Games, that's easy. Yeah, easy. Laurie, probably Board Games also. Rich, Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pokemon plush toy. Yeah. Uh, Andy, something, a football. I, j- yeah. Just, Literally a football. Just, I could get a Sports Direct, yeah. pound 50, get him a little football. Maybe get one of those like really squishy ones they used to get in the playground back those in primary school. Just a floater. Yeah, exactly. You know, those, they're oh, like yeah. three quid. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. Three quid? Well, oh, it's 75p. I could probably pick one of those up for. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get him 30 t- years ago. I'll, I'll get him 10 of them. You are, your persistent campaign to deny inflation <laughs> exists. <laughs> well, a pint of milk doesn't cost the same as it did in 1982. <laughs> oh, you, you hate thick milk, don't you? Do I hate thick milk? I don't like I don't like blue milk. That's yes, blue. because that's a thicker milk. That's that's milk from the teat of a cow. I like semi-skimmed milk. You, I hear you like human milk. <laughs> Luke told us this, and I'm doing air quotes here. This story about something he'd heard from a podcast. So he had heard that a guy took his kid like his baby and his wife to a, a photo shoot and the the photographer left said do you want some tea and the guy said yeah black tea please she brought back the black tea and the wife then topped it up with a bit of boob milk <laughs> and the the husband drunk it and then today luke leans over to me and says do you want to see my baby's photographs from a photo shoot we just did <laughs> I could see how you jumped to this conclusion. <laughs> so how's it taste? <laughs> the only reason I know that story is my wife heard it on the podcast Shagged, Married, Annoyed. And she told me that story when we were coming back from our photo shoot with the kids. Right, sure. So yeah, I have not tasted uh, boob milk. But apparently, like, you know, I've, I've heard that it's very good. For you. You'd, you'd think it'd be fairly good for you. Kids eat it all the time and it helps them like grow and like you know develop and things like that so it probably is good i don't know if it works the same for adults mm. um but also you know i i don't the kid needs it more than i do so i don't think i need to use my magic spoon like i don't think I even... <laughs> on, on the cereal exactly yeah. yeah uh yeah i don't know if i'd try it i think i'd be curious and i'd, I'd do it and i'd be like oh why did i do that I that have, makes me feel gross i have been curious but i'm too embarrassed to ask my wife well she doesn't have to know <laughs> if it's if it's pre-pumped surely oh i thought you meant like if she's sleeping no asmr anyway it's a long way around of saying i've found something thicker than blue milk and i've ordered it and it came this morning it is gold-topped milk. <laughs> you seen this? Especially oh. from Jersey cows. Oh, so Adam... Yeah, I presume the Blompier's family yeah, owns yeah. the farm. Yeah, it's thick. <laughs> With two Cs. Uh, sorry, what, what... So, what... Secret Santa? Do you want me to tell you who I got? Mm, mime it to me. Because that you might spoil it for people at home. Huh. You just did like a uh face. It was it was a, a face of disdain. Oh, so someone who's negative about stuff? Who could say? Oh who's the most well we're all negative today. That's why we're here. Tested. Oh, negative. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. 
uh, bodily wise. That's physically. easy. What Andy thought that was hard to get for. Is if we're thinking, if, if we're thinking if we're of the, the same, same person. person. I mean, I, I, I think Andy made an error in, mm. in switching with me. To be honest. So, so you got it. You think you've got a good present? I think I've pretty much nailed it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For under ten, that you break the ten pounds. Twenty three pounds. Oh yeah, I spent seventeen. Yeah, it's hard to get anything it under ten pounds, isn't it? So I, I've also done secret Santa, secret Santa for my family, because um, we do it like a table present thing. So you have like Christmas dinner and stuff, and then you do a secret Santa swap and everything. Back in the day, my mum would just buy everyone a, an extra bonus present and then something for herself. And then she woke up one year and was like, "This is stupid. Why am I doing all the work?" <laughs> You're, my kids are like in their 20s. One of them's in their 30s. I need to sort this out. But mum, it's tradition. Oh, mum, it's tradition. So because I'm hosting Christmas dinner this year, my mum texted me and said, like, are you sorting secret Santa? Oh. I said, of course I am. Yeah. And I left it pretty much to the last minute <laughs> to, to arrange all of it. But I have arranged it all now. And it's going to think. But I think I made a slight error. I got too overexcited and I added my kid into the pool. Well, they're not so, going to be able to order stuff. No, which means I've got to do it. Mm. So I've now got to buy two secret Santa presents. And I think I got the two hardest names. So I didn't just get one difficult secret Santa gift. I've got two difficult secret Santa gifts. But, you know, everybody likes Adele. So. Adele PC? <laughs> the new album on compact disc. <laughs> She got a new album out. What? Like three weeks ago. Really? Are you serious? I, there was a whole week where you could not move without something saying Adele's new album is out. Where? Where was this? Uh, ITV hosted a whole two-hour evening with. I don't watch ITV because I'm not a single mum. What? I'm I'm a celeb started. Yeah, which I, and I'm not a single mum or a child, so I'm not watching I'm a Celebrity. Oh, day. I was brought up on ITV. <laughs> well, the great thing about ITV is you wake up, good morning, Britain, then Lorraine, then This Morning, then Loose Women, and before you know it, you've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a eight-hour block of TV programming that says nothing. I'm just I'm channel four all the way. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a channel four man. Do you know they've just put the entirety of Fraser up on all four? Oh, brilliant. Love it. Uh, but we're going to draw this to a close mm -hmm. here. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, the Christmas special is going to be recorded directly after this episode Ooh. of Dynamite. So apologies <clears throat> if this feels like a distracted episode of the Dynamite uh, review slash a rushed one. I gave Adam the company credit card to go to the shops to stock up on booze. You know he's just going to go to the beer merchant, right? And where it's going to be 10 times more expensive. And 12% minimum per bottle. Yeah, I'm actually going to message him now. Make sure he goes to the beer merchant. No, no, no. Go Sainsbury's. Oh, where, where is he? Go Sainsbury's. Ah, uh, who's who am I kidding? It's Amex. The Avios points make the money back. Beer it's a, beer. I'm beating them, guys. Wave, please. I gave him the Amex and it's gold. And brag yeah well it, it's the basic package for a business card and uh he just went oh it's gold and i <laughs> we're so easily impressed yeah yeah and plebeians like, like us <laughs> we have no idea what an amex is and he said like i i don't often give over the card to to anyone because you know it's it's important and as soon as he said it i thought have i made the right decision here 
I've delegated to get beer, but yeah. Terry was the more responsible choice. Yeah, Terry would have known what to do. <laughs> he said he's going to get a bottle of gin for Terry and Sully. Oh, I didn't know Sully was a big gin drinker as well. Well, a, I've only... A ginker. I've only been out with him twice and he had cups of teas on one night and the other night was his birthday and i force fed him a sambuca i'm getting such bad fomo already i've already got fomo i couldn't get to the rat pie for games master series 8 mm. last night so i was invited to it and so i mean we need to we need to go because we need i need to go and like sort some back end stuff well next year but I, well i said a next year's christmas party also the rat party for series nine because it is going to get another series ash and I were given a Games Master Golden Joystick. <gasps> oh, that's sweet. It is really sweet, isn't it? Yeah, the showrunner gave us a for our, like to thank us for all the work that we've done. You got you got them back on the air. You led the resurgence. Well, they a lot of people say it's like you are sort of like keeping the flame alive of yeah, Games Master yeah, yeah. Panel. I was like, yeah, I mean, the show did end thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, thank you. all. I was in the credits. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see. You. I'll see you tomorrow. It's me and Tempest tomorrow, possibly with someone from Ring of Honor, possibly with the guy who designed the Jam That Championship. It's gonna be a fun old show. Denise isn't there. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.